Leslie's is bringing back Pro Days. Leslie's Pro customers can take advantage of chemical early buys, liquid subscription services in selected markets, and the newly launched Relager Rewards program. Ask your local store or salesperson to learn more. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of this podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to give you a couple tips when you go to do an acid wash. I recently posted a video on YouTube where I did a pretty extreme acid wash, and I show you the mix that I use, including the Biodex chemicals that I put in the acid wash mix. And in this podcast, I'm going to go over a couple things to be aware of when you're doing an acid wash to kind of help the process along. If you've never done an acid wash, uh, these tips will definitely help you out. This episode of the Pool Guy Podcast Show is brought to you by Jobber. Jobber is your business's command center. The easy-to-use app powers your sales, operations, and customer service all in one place. Go check them out at getjobber.com forward slash im forward slash pool to receive 20% off your first six months. I'm going to go ahead and record a separate podcast on draining down a pool and some of the problems you may run into when you're draining a pool down. So I'm not going to talk too much about actually draining a pool in this podcast. I'll save that for a separate one. What I will address is some of the problems you're going to run into when you do an acid wash and kind of things to avoid before you even start the acid wash process or consider draining a pool for an acid wash. So the first thing you want to do, and hopefully you can see the bottom of the pool, it's not green, um, that's not a green pool, because you need to see the condition of the plaster and pebble tech and before I go too far, you don't want to do an acid wash ever in a fiberglass or vinyl pool. It's a definite no-no. Um, it's only for a plaster or pebble tech type pool. Um, so with that out of the way, uh, you want to be able to assess the actual surface of the pool. So this is really important when you're um, looking at the pool for an acid wash. If there are um, cracks in the pool, if the plaster is chipped, if the pebble tech looks like it's coming off the bottom of the pool, definitely I would not recommend draining this pool and acid washing the pool because this will make the chipping and the cracks and the pebble tech a lot worse after the acid wash because the acid will take off a layer of the surface of the pool and if it's, if it's already chipping or cracking, um, you're going to really make things worse for the customer. So definitely recommend replastering or resurfacing the pool if you're assessing an acid wash and you notice chipping chip plaster or cracks on the plaster um, it's not a candidate for acid washing for sure as far as staining um, if you do the mixture correctly you can pretty much remove most of the staining on the pool and I recommend using the biodex products that were in the video and if you're making the acid wash mixture you want to do a two to one mixture one part acid two parts water 31.45% muriatic acid works best. Then you would use the Biodex Aquadex 50 stain off, and that helps remove the metal staining in the pool during the acid wash. Then you would use the Plaster White and Bright. This will thicken up the acid solution and also reduce a lot of the fumes. And then you can refer to that video as to the process of actually doing the acid wash itself. Now, here's one thing you may run into after you drain the pool 
and you start the acid wash process, you may notice that none of the stains are lifting off the pool. It's not looking any better at all. And if you run your hand on the surface of the pool, it may feel really rough, like sandpaper or even rougher. And what, the, what this is, is basically um, the pool has a lot of calcium buildup on the surface of the pool itself, preventing the acid from penetrating and removing the staining of the pool. So in this case, you're going to have to power sand the surface of the pool down. And depending on the pool size, if it's a small pool, it may take you four or five hours. If it's a larger pool, you know, six or eight hours to power sand the entire surface of the pool down. And you'll need to do this first to get rid of the calcium so that you can actually use the acid wash mixture to remove the staining on the pool. Now you only have to power wash the pool if you can't remove the stains with the acid wash. A good way to test this is to get some sandpaper, rub it on the pool wall, and then pour the acid mixture down. And the area that you use the sandpaper on, maybe do like a one foot area with sandpaper. And so the area that you sanded down, if you notice that the stain lifted off of there, then for sure it's a candidate for sanding the entire pool surface down. This is not every case. It doesn't happen very often, but it is something you're going to run into there out there if you're doing a lot of acid washes or if you're starting to do acid washes and the pool hasn't been taken care of properly. Maybe it's been sitting there for a year or two without being balanced. Um, the calcium buildup will definitely be an issue in this case. And if you have a Pebble Tech pool, a lot of the times you're going to notice the calcium buildup. Why the pool is filled, you'll notice white discoloration in the Pebble Tech um, on the walls or corner or even on the floor of the pool. So if you have a dark colored Pebble Tech, you're going to notice the discoloration very easily. Um, you'll see the white discoloration why the pool is filled. Now when the pool is empty, a good thing to consider doing is pretty expensive in some areas, in some cases, but it may be well worth it to rejuvenate the entire Pebble Tech surface is to hire a bead blasting company to actually clean the entire pool tile line down to the surface. So they would use um, whatever material they use for their company, either glass beads or baking soda or any alternative type uh, material. And they would use their equipment not only to clean the calcium buildup on the tile line, but the entire Pebble Tech surface. And the results of this are really good. You're going to see great results with having the entire Pebble Tech surface bead blasted and getting all the calcium buildup off of the Pebble Tech. Once you fill the pool back up, it's going to look like a brand new Pebble Tech pool. The cost of this, maybe if you're, depending on the area, but I'll give you just a ballpark. Um, if you're in California, um, you're looking at maybe $800 to $1,000 to have someone um, bead blast your entire Pebble Tech pool and the price varies by region but definitely a good investment if you have a Pebble Tech pool that maybe has about 10 years of life in it already you haven't drained it you have never acid washed it and you notice a ton of calcium buildup on the surface that is really rough much rougher than normal um, consider having the pool drained and then having a bead blasting company come out there and take care of the entire surface and tile line and then follow that up with a light acid wash and you're going to have pretty much a brand new pool from the tile line all the way around the pool. And so back to power sanding the entire pool with a power sander. Um, definitely necessary if you want to have good results. 
So when you do the bidding for the acid wash, the, you have to tell the customer that this is the price of the acid wash. Typically, um, for a 15,000-gallon pool in California, you're looking at 450 to 550, and then you'll tell the customer if I have to sand the pool down, which I won't know until I start the process, um, it's going to be an extra charge, um, a labor charge per hour um, to sand down the pool along with the acid wash fee that I quoted you. Um, so you, again, you won't know until you actually start the acid wash in, in some cases if you need the power sand the pool down. Hopefully, in most cases, you're not going to need to do that because that's very time-consuming and it's a lot of effort. You also want to make sure that when you pick the time to do the acid wash, that it's not going to be a day where the water, where the uh, air temperature is over 90 degrees, because what could happen if you drain a pool down in really hot weather um, and you leave it empty, even just for 24 or 48 hours, um, it could cause damage to the plaster surface. The sun is very powerful um, with that heat index, and um, there's chances are that when you fill it back up that you're going to have the plaster start chipping on you because the pool was emptied when it was just too hot out and the plaster surface is baking by the sun. So time it so that you're not doing the acid wash when the outdoor temperature is 90 or 100 or 110 degrees. You definitely don't want to do the acid wash at that point. Time it for the winter time. And if you're timing it for the winter time, and you live in areas such as Florida or Texas where there is a potential to get, you know, two, three, four inches of rain in a short period of time. I'm talking six or eight hours. Um, you don't want to do the acid wash at that time either because chances are you're not going to have the pool pop out. However, um, the water table will be impacted by that much that much rain. So you definitely don't want to drain a pool down and acid wash it when you're getting, you know, three or four inches of rain that day. Definitely could potentially cause a situation where the pool could potentially pop out. It's extremely rare, but don't take the chance of doing that because you don't want to have the pool pop out and have the liability of that happening. Um, that's one of the reasons, that's one of the things that could happen um, when you get a lot of rain at one point when the pool's empty. Also, when you drain the pool, if you're draining the pool right at the spot where the pool's at, maybe into the dirt or the grass area, that can also raise the water table because you're draining the pool water directly into the soil, which you don't want to do. So find a good, safe place to drain the pool away from the pool itself so that you don't create a situation where you could have the pool pop out because you're draining 20,000 gallons right into the soil around the pool itself. And I'd like to pause right here for a second in this podcast. I mentioned Jobber at the beginning, and you may be wondering what kind of business does Jobber help? Jobber will help a wide range of home services, including plumbing, painting, roofing, landscaping and lawn care, pest control, snow removal, general contracting, just to name a few, of course, including pool service. Basically, if you operate a business that provides a service to a customer at their property, Jobber can help. It's also a good idea to have some sandpaper on hand to sand down some really bad copper or metal stains. You can pour um, a metal stain remover directly on these stains also. Uh, this is pretty effective too. Some stains you're going to have to tell the customer may not come off because they're just too bad in the pool. But in most cases you can get most of the rust stains off unless you know they're all over the place and they're very large. 
most of the staining will come off, no problem too. If you see the video that I did with the acid wash, um, you can see all the metal staining coming right off the pool. And the results will vary from pool to pool, so you can't guarantee the results of the pool. But I can tell you in most cases, the acid wa after the acid wash, the pool is going to look a lot better um, than before the acid wash. Here's something that is o often overlooked during the acid wash process, and that's the basin of the pool itself. And so in the basin of the pool is where you're going to have your sump pump running. The sump pump is a submersible pump that you use to drain the pool down for the acid wash. And during the acid wash process, you want to keep the sump pump running in the basin of the pool during the whole process. Now, not only do you want to keep it running during the whole process to drain uh, the pool down while you're doing the acid wash process, but you want to have a base in the basin. A base is something that will absorb the acid that's running into the basin or deep into the pool as you're pouring the acid down the sides of the pool or on the surface of the pool. If you don't have the base in the basin, um, for instance, soda ash or baking soda, what could happen is that uh, once you refill the pool up, you're going to see you know, a 6-foot or 8-foot ring about half an inch or an inch thick all the way around the basin of the pool where the water was sitting or settling while it was draining out because you didn't have any kind of base to, to counteract or... Um, lower the, the acid down in that area and so the acid will actually burn the plaster of the pool um, right around the area where it where it's draining. Also you don't want to drain it out of the pool if it's acidic either so you need to have the base in the basin so that when the water is being pumped out it's not going to be acidic and it's going to be neutral or even have a high pH. So there's something that's often overlooked is having that in the basin at all times and of course refilling it because that's being pumped out along with the water. So you want to also keep putting soda ash or baking soda back in the basin where the, where the water is flowing out of the pool so that that area does not get stained. It's really a critical part of the acid wash that you don't want to overlook. Another aspect of the acid wash is safety. You don't want to do the acid wash of course in shorts, in a tank top, and barefoot. You're dealing with pretty toxic chemicals. So you definitely want to wear a respirator. 3M makes some great respirators. You want to wear long sleeve shirts, long sleeve pants, waterproof boots. You want to wear some type of glove to protect your hand, whether latex gloves or a more durable glove. And you want to wear some kind of eye protection, either goggles or um, safety rated sunglasses, something that's going to protect you from the acid. Um, at any time during the process, you can definitely have an acid spill, either pouring it, pouring the mixture um, into the f um, watering pot or bucket, or anything can happen. So you want to make sure that you have um, the respirator and the full safety gear on. I mentioned the Biodex Plaster White and Bright. It does really cut down on the fumes, so you definitely want to pick up that product because you'll notice a big difference when you add it, and it also thickens up the acid wash mixture so that um, it'll go slower and you won't have to worry about the fumes building up in one area as you're in the, in the pool doing the acid wash. So definitely safety is definitely one of the aspects that you want to address before you even do the acid wash. You want to make sure you have all the proper equipment so that you're not going to um, be overcome by the toxic fumes or be burned by the acid. 
Before you start the acid wash, you want to also make sure that the pool's free from any kind of algae, black algae, and things like that. So you want to do, sometimes you have to do a chlorine wash prior to the acid wash to remove all of the black algae, green algae, yellow algae that's on the pool surface. This makes the acid wash much better. The acid is not really going to lift the algae per se, but the chlorine wash will lift the algae. So after you drain the pool, when the surface is completely dry, you want to do the chlorine wash. And you can just use straight liquid chlorine and pour it directly on the pool surface and have the sump pump running to pump it all out. Then you want to hose it off really well. And then you want to wait till it's completely dry and make sure that all the chlorine residue is washed off before you start the acid wash. Um, you don't want to mix the chlorine and acid together because that creates a very toxic gas. So I suggest doing the chlorine wash maybe right when the pool is drained, and then the next day, do the acid wash. Now, how long can you leave the pool drained for? I would say the quicker you fill it back up, the better. So within 24 or 48 hours, you want to have that pool filled up with water again. Typically, it takes, um, depending on the pool size, you know, 8 to 10 hours, maybe longer to fill up. So when the pool is being filled, the customer is the one who has to monitor that. You're not going to be able to... Um, be there to monitor the pool being filled so make sure the customer is aware of that. One thing that's overlooked also during an acid wash process is the pool filter. So you want to make sure that as part of the acid wash charge you're going to also clean the customer's filter. So you're going to take it apart, you're going to inspect the filter for any kind of damage. So for instance if you have a the customer has a D filter you want to make sure that all the grids are intact. If not, repair it and get it running so that the pool, um, once it's filled, is going to run properly. Basically, you don't want anything to ruin all the work you've done with the acid wash. You don't want the pool turning green again on, on the customer. Or if it's your service account, you want to make sure that you keep it blue. So do the filter as part of your service. Of course, if it's a sand filter, you want to make sure the sand filter is running correctly. So if it needs a sand change, or if you need to do any kind of treatment for the sand filter, definitely do that at the time of the acid wash. So include the filter cleaning service as part of the acid wash. And so when you go down to drain the pool down, typically I'll take the filter apart at that time as the pool is draining, and I'll leave it leave it apart until um, I have the pool filled again. Then I'll put it back together. You don't want to leave anything exposed to the sun, of course, so make sure you have the lid on the filter. And you want to make sure, that, of course, you have the system completely off before during the acid wash process. So if you have an automatic timer, um, turn the breaker off. Automated system, you can put it in service mode or turn the breaker off to the whole pool, which is probably the safest thing to do. Is what I always do is turning the system completely off so that the power won't come on or the pump won't run dry. So part of the acid wash is assessing the equipment, make sure that the filter um, is in good working order, that the pump is in good working order, because again, you know, the customer is spending four, five hundred, six hundred dollars on the acid wash process, and you want to make sure that once the pool is refilled, that everything's going to be running correctly so that the pool is going to look really great after the process. So do all that. All that prep work is really important for the acid wash. You want to make sure that um, you, you, don't, you definitely check the equipment, make sure it's running. It's also a great time to fix the light fixture when the pool is drained. So when you're bidding for the acid wash, if the customer's lights aren't working, 
Um, you can either run all new conduit and run new lights, and you can upgrade the lights of the pool while the pool is empty, or you can repair the bulb and get the light working at the same time that you're doing the acid wash because the pool light and spa light will be easy to access the pool empty. Um, so definitely take that time um, to repair any kind of light fixtures and replace or upgrade the lighting of the pool at that time. So there's a lot of things you can do during the acid wash uh, process. You, you definitely want to make sure that once the acid wash is done, the customer's pump is running great, the filtration is running great, and that their lights are working, the lights are working in their pool, or if, you, if they want to upgrade their light system, the pool lighting, um, it's a great time to do it during the acid wash process. One thing you can also do when you're bidding the acid wash is also to uh, bid the startup of the pool or putting the chemicals back in the pool. So if it's a traditional chlorine pool, you're going to have to put conditioner back in the pool as well as adding in, of course, the liquid chlorine, the acid to balance the pool out. And then I also suggest adding a metal sequestering agent like a Jack's Magic Magenta or Jack's Magic Pink Stuff and also adding a bottle of the Easy Care Butec. This will also help with the calcium reforming in the pool and the metal sequestering agent is a great way to prevent metal staining um, from the fill water because if you have well water like here in California or other areas, um, the water quality may not be the best and you may be adding some metal back into the pool as you're filling it. So definitely add some sequestering agent um, for an average size pool, 15,000 gallons, one quart of Jack's Magic uh, Magenta or Pink Stuff will work fine. Um, the larger pools, you may want to put two or three quarts in there. So also keep in mind the startup chemicals are a cost to you. So you want to bid that with the acid wash. Um, typically, I discharge the customer separate for the chemicals after the acid wash to put in the pool to do the startup, depending on the size of the pool. It's going to vary depending on how much chemicals I'm going to add to the pool. Now, if it's a salt water pool, you definitely, of course, want to recharge the pool with salt, and the customer is going to have to pay you for the bags of salt or purchase them themselves um, because you cannot, of course, afford to you know, pay for 20 bags of salt uh, to recharge the pool. So keep that in mind when you're bidding the acid wash that once the pool is filled, the other charges that the customer will incur um, are based on the pool size and what kind of chemicals you're going to add. But definitely, I would definitely add the Butec and the Jack's Magic um, to prevent any kind of staining from coming back right after you fill the pool up. And that's what you don't want to happen after the acid wash is to have uh, metal stains reforming or calcium stains reforming in the pool right away. So those are some tips for the acid wash process if you're going to do this as part of your service uh, going forward. Or if you're a homeowner wanting to attempt the acid wash yourself, I think these tips will come in handy as you do the process. This podcast is also brought to you by InuPools.com. InuPools has been helping pool owners find the right pool parts in 2001. With over 50,000 pool parts in stock, order online today and have the parts delivered right to your door. So if you go to my website, SwimmingProLearning.com, and you click on the tab Pool Care 101, there's an acid wash page that I created that has the two acid wash videos that I filmed, as well as an article on the acid wash and links to the Biodex product they can use for the acid wash. So if you're going to do this process, definitely go to my website, pull up that page on acid wash, watch the two videos that I have there 
that would definitely help you to learn the process of doing the acid wash correctly. And while you're at the website, feel free to look at the other pages I have available. And there's also a ebook available on my website um, for $9.99. And the ebook covers a lot of aspects of the pool care. It definitely will help you out if you're a homeowner taking care of your own pool. And if you're in the service industry and you need more help with your business, I offer a coaching program. And for $10 a month, you can text me. And for $20 a month, you can call me. So this is a great way to enhance your business or to have, if you have any problems on your route that need to be addressed, you can definitely text me or call me and I can help you out with that. You can learn more about the coaching program from my website, uh, swimmingpoollearning.com. And you can also go directly to the hosting website for this, which is poolguycoaching.com. Hope you found this podcast helpful. Have a great rest of your week and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash poolguy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash poolguy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.